0: All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, as always, Tyler Eberhardt. And with me, I have a very special guest uh, who's not only a consummate professional in his field, uh, but he's also very near and dear to my heart as he is my blood brother, Connor Eberhardt. Connor, welcome to the show. <laughs> it's good to be here. Thank you for having me. I am, I am honored to be, uh, I believe, guest number three now. Uh, You are either guest number two or number three, depending on what order we do this in. Getting in the top three, either way, I love it. You are our very first virtual guest, as you are all the way in Los Angeles, California, and we're here in sunny and beautiful Colorado Springs, Colorado, but I'm sure you get some sunshine out there too. Yes, sir. All right, so today we're going to be talking to Connor. Um, Connor runs a social media video production company. We're going to be getting his insights on what it takes not only to build a multi million dollar digital media company, but specifically how realtors can use social media uh, to generate leads, build their own media empire, have the leads coming to you. So, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things today from your classics like Facebook to YouTube. I don't know if we're talking about TikTok, what we're doing. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, specifically, we're going to kind of take this from a foundation step-by-step uh, step in a tiered strategy. Uh, so if you're a novice or a little bit more advanced, you're going to find value in this show regardless. Uh, it's just going to depend on whether or not you find your value at the beginning, the middle, or the end, depending on your skill level. Uh, but first things first, Connor, before we uh, jump too far into the content, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, specifically uh, your background in social media, how you got started in content creation. Not about uh, you know, and beers in your teen years. <laughs> Ohio.
1: Well, I guess that's a good
0: segue, right? Was
1: was shotgunning beers in Ohio and decided to leave to go to film school. Uh, decided to go a little bit of a different route. Went to film school down in uh, Orlando, Florida. Uh, after graduating, uh, moved out here to Los Angeles. Was working in commercials, film, and television, and then uh, segued into uh, working for a content creator. He was just getting started, uh, creating videos, posting on Facebook and, uh, creating content for YouTube. So I originally started working with him as a video editor while I was building a, another company. He ended up, uh, taking off his, his videos started doing really, really well. We were early on Facebook when Facebook first started Facebook launch. So it was, it was a really good time for us. And then, from that you know went off into Instagram and then you know saw the rise of TikTok and YouTube but grew from being just a video editor with him to now running the uh, the company over there so we've done 10 billion views over the past 4 years we have multiple channels and i believe we're at 10 million plus subscribers across all platforms currently so
0: Okay. So, I mean, this is, we're talking mega numbers. You're doing 2.5 billion views a year, more than the entire population of the earth has witnessed the kind of videos you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, And that, that's just, that just goes to tell you the reach, right? We are one
1: production company and that is the reach that we have had. We do have very general comedy-based content. That's really easy for anybody to to digest. It's optimized for each platform that we're on, but that just goes to show you how far your content can spread around the
0: world. All right. So let's say, you know, I'm a skeptic, I'm a pessimist. And I'm saying, well, this guy says that they got in early on Facebook. That was their secret to success. Um, Is that the main reason you guys were successful or have you had to innovate and things like that over the years? What has gotten such a mega amount of success for your company? Sure. And th- and that's a valid point. I think it's just understanding
1: the psychology and really optimizing for what you are making. So I'll, I'll give you another example. Uh, after we were doing really well on Facebook and YouTube, after we had crossed about 10 million subscribers on YouTube, we were trying to understand the user psychology of vertical content so you have your different platforms facebook when someone is interacting with content on facebook they're scrolling down through their news feed so you need to have a visual engage something visually engaging in your video or in your content that will stop the scroll Uh, on youtube it's a different game because they can actually they have to click so it's a very intentional watch that you're getting on youtube where someone sees a title and a thumbnail you have to hook them in that way and then they'll click on it and then once TikTok really started popping off and then uh, Instagram started doing reels. I really wanted to understand the the psychology of those. So I challenged myself to create a TikTok account. And my goal was to do 1 million subscribers or I'm sorry, 1 million likes within 10 posts, ended up doing 2.2 million. And this was well after TikTok was, was established. So I think that just goes to show that if you understand the game, and you understand user psychology, and you play by the rules that everybody's talking about and sharing, that it's it's really hard not to
0: see some level of success. Awesome. Um, you know, everybody probably understands at this point that real estate agents can benefit from using social media to promote their brand and their listings. Um, as far as the type of content That they should be posting, or maybe if you could give them three steps in order to really get started. If I'm a brand new agent, I don't know what I'm supposed to post. Am I posting motivational quotes? Am I posting myself (laughs) at an open house? How am I getting clients? And how am I building my audience? What are a few steps that I should take? Sure. So I think it comes with being intentional and understanding psychology, right? That
1: we're talking about. So I think what I see from some people on Instagram, can be, you know, the base level of like, I'm out here doing these things, I'm I'm at this open house, I'm creating posts on Instagram to share with my friends and family. And at a very, very base level, I guess that's good to remind your sphere of influence, your existing sphere of sphere, sphere of influence of I'm out here, I'm doing these things. And then if, you know, Kyle Jim Joe Bob wants to buy a home, they're like, oh, Tyler's been posting on Instagram. I know that he's. You know, a good person, I'll reach out to them. I think that's that's the very, very base level, right? you're you're targeting your existing group and you're just reminding them over and over again of like, this is what I'm doing. That being said, I'm curious, and I have a question for you. I know that you post about you know what you're doing in the real estate space. So how much have have success have you seen from people that you already, that people already follow you or people that you already know that have seen what you do and reach out to you through that.
0: So this is one of the big areas of growth for our company um, so far uh, that we're working on in 2023. My success primarily has been as an independent agent where I have a good database of people and I talk about different things that I'm learning as I go along, or I show my success where I'm like, Hey, I listed this house, sold it for a neighborhood record. Come list with me. I'm an expert. Or take Facebook lives, get engagement from people. And then I get a lot of the direct messages um, and things like that. But now that we have the, the company, we're trying to grow more as a brand and as a whole. So we're trying to remove myself from it. I actually deleted all my social media accounts at the beginning of the year. And nice. our marketing department is in charge of some of this. Uh, and I'm doing things like recording our podcasts, um, doing videos with the new listings and things like that. So we're trying to kind of go to a different space um, where it's not Tyler, it's Springs Realty. Hence the
1: podcast and all these big moves. All right. So to take a step back before we get into like what a company can do and what a bigger social media production kind of looks like, again, base level, contact your, or reach out to your existing sphere of influence and remind them constantly of like, hey, this is what I'm doing. But again, that's not going to go out and reach new people. Um one thing that you can do to get beyond that is media that has high discoverability meaning that if it does well it's going to reach a lot of people and that is vertical content so that's Instagram reels TikTok YouTube shorts Facebook reels all four of those things are the same think about it as like a 60 second video that you can it's it's a wide net it's the top of your funnel so this doesn't need to be hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm out here like selling homes and all that kind of stuff, because that's a piece of content that's not going to do well, right? However, if you are trying to reach the very top of your funnel, your target market, people that could potentially buy a home, let's say in Springs, you have a very large military population, right? So- That's actually you were...
0: a fact we probably do here in Colorado Springs. I mean, we have NORAD, Shriver, Peterson, Fort Carson, Space Command- um, or Space Force. Yeah, there's there's quite a few military out here. There you go. So
1: let's say that you wanted to you know, make content that would be engaging to them while also highlighting the local community. Something that you could potentially do if you were making vertical content was reach out to a bunch of local restaurants and say, hey, I have an idea for vertical content. They want to make content too, right? Because everyone's been told that they need to make social media content. You can help highlight local businesses. But if you started a video where you were like, This is a blank MRE from whatever military base. We're here at whatever restaurant and we're going to turn it gourmet for you. Whether or not I'm interested in buying a home, I'm now tapped in and I'm watching this content. So I think a big thing that people often try to do is they try to advertise directly in their content. And you need to think about whatever piece of media that you're putting out as either entertainment first or value first. You're not promoting yourself. In creating good, successful content, you are promoting yourself. So it's not, hi, I'm so and so, I'm a realtor. If I'm scrolling through a feed and I'm sitting there and I'm just, you know, mindlessly looking at different things and I scroll down and I see someone coming on and go, hi, I'm Connor, I'm a realtor in Colorado Springs. It's like, I'm out. I don't want to watch that. So, how can you create content? Again, if this is the top of your funnel, that's going to reach lots of different people. Another thing that you could do that would be very specific to real estate that is more in line um, and not as broad, I think something like that could have a much larger reach that I was just talking about. But if we wanted to narrow in specifically on like open houses and homes and that kind of stuff, standing in front of a home, door opens. Again, we're trying to stop a scroll right away. So you're scrolling down through a feed, door opens right away. This is what $500,000 gets you in Colorado Springs. And then you start going through the home, highlighting different features. And that could be a whole series for you. You could do the same thing with rent. And you know you could spawn that off in, into all sorts of different stuff. People love looking at homes. We're already talking about money. There's ways that you could make the, the intro of that more engaging. But at, at a very base level, I would do, you know, reach out to your existing sphere of influence by just posting updates. And then if you wanted to go a step further than that, Creating vertical content that you think could reach your your target market that way.
0: Sure, and I know you mentioned <clears throat> kind of to do figure out what you're doing, whether it's educational, whether it's going to have humor. If I'm creating a brand, I probably want to do a little bit of both, um, and don't want right. to kind of pigeonhole myself. I want to showcase all the different facets. Um, well the beginning also is it's just a test right? I think
1: that a lot of people get overwhelmed when they first start doing something that they're not super familiar with whether it's creating content or anything else. They they make a couple videos or they they do something like ah that did not work. I'm going to go back to whatever my other type of marketing was that I'm doing. So I think that it's put something out, do some research, figure out, you know, what is what makes a really really good video. If people are are not commenting, maybe you add a little prompt to get people to engage. Um, But just testing things over and over again. Maybe entertainment doesn't work for you. Maybe you find that if you do something that is more educational, that you have a higher conversion rate and more people reach out to you from that, although you don't get as many views. So it's all just testing and throwing stuff out there and seeing what works. There's
0: probably a degree of length to it as well. If I'm doing something that's educational, I can probably have the bandwidth to do a little bit longer of a piece to put on social media, and I'm still going to have the same sort of engagement. Whereas if I'm doing something, that's humorous, I probably want to shorten it down. Do you have any sort of um, data about how long these videos should be in order to gain the uh, maximum amount of engagement or views or clicks? So I just uh, got out of a meeting where we've, uh, on one of our channels,
1: we've uploaded about 800 videos at this point in time. And we had a company go through all of our videos on YouTube and dissect the the average view duration of each video compared to the length, and then when YouTube will will push them out and everything. So this all depends on which platform you're on, right? The the goal is to reach out and get discovered by other people. Um, you could say that search is also something that you want to optimize for on YouTube. A hundred or five things that everyone needs to know about FHA loans in 2023 whatever people are searching in Google, since Google and YouTube are directly tied into each other, um, you know, search, search can be really solid at the beginning when you're not getting the reach. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to break this up a little bit. So if you want to have a successful piece of content, just think about what the platform that you are publishing on, uh, what they want from a good piece of content. So on TikTok, Instagram... Facebook Reels, YouTube Shorts, they want someone to stop scrolling, watch watch the whole video, potentially watch it twice, and they want you to want someone to engage or share. A big thing with Facebook and with TikTok is that you can tag people or share it with people. So that's the superpower of those two platforms, right? So if you make a really engaging piece of content that people want to share with each other on TikTok, and someone stops scrolling, watches all the way through the end, and shares it with somebody else, it doesn't matter if the video is 30 seconds long, if it's 60 seconds long, if it's, you know, two minutes long, as long as you're hitting that criteria, now you have triggered the algorithm to be like, this is a successful piece of content. So um, on YouTube, if you're trying to get the video to have a lot of reach you need someone to click on the thumbnail and title so you need good packaging for it again the fha positioning would would be a really good one what are people searching for that are looking for to buy or sell a home put the you could you know again there's a lot of tools for this you could jump on chat gpt or other ai things or tools or or look at what people are doing on youtube currently and then you know, recreate that with your version, your information, and then over time, develop your own style. But on YouTube, a successful video, you want someone again, to watch the whole, watch as much as possible, uh, and click on the video and watch as much as possible. We find that, you know, if you look at our our growth chart of our videos, it's like, we're going to say that down here, our x axis is view duration. So this would be 100%. This would be 0%. As it goes up, it's a pretty standard line of how many. And on this side, we have recommended views, how much YouTube is pushing it out to other people. So the longer people watch, the more YouTube is pushing out the video to other people, right? And it's a pretty standard line. However, when you get to about seventy percent, that's when we start noticing the viral videos, where you know it's way off the trend line. It's going up. A lot of, you know, videos are still on the trend line. However, at that point in time. YouTube has triggered that, hey, there's probably something viral here. This is a really solid piece of content. So you should have your baseline of, yeah, trying to get people in through the video as as far as possible. And then most most pieces of
0: content will stay on the trend line. And then at that point in time, you'll have some go viral. Okay. So if I'm trying to trend, um, I know you mentioned some different strategies, making it more search-friendly terms, things like that. For my vertical content, am I trying to... Jump onto catchy trends, like songs that are trending and things like that, or am I trying to make content that's going to kind of last the test of time? It depends. It, there's there's a
1: ton of different ways to do it. I remember the uh, the episode that you just did, episode one, where you guys were talking about the skateboarder realtor. That's this person's niche. like they they just started doing that thing. It worked for them, and they kept on doing it. So I would say, a lot of people try to jump into trends, and it just feels like forced or weird. It doesn't feel original. The more that you can put yourself into the type of content that you're making or make it more original and more towards something that you want to make as opposed to just recreating a dance, unless you're going to do it in a, in a creative way, uh, I would lean
0: more into to originality uh, for sure. OK, I like that. Um, So if I'm trying to figure this out, a lot of realtors are very, very creative. That seems to not be an area that's lacking. But if I'm trying to get my creative juices flowing, a couple of questions I'm going to ask you simultaneously here. Number one is you dropped a term called chat GPT that people don't understand. So I want you to kind of talk a little bit more about what that is. And then number two, I know real estate um, isn't exactly the niche of content that you do, but if I'm trying to go to all Pablo Picasso on it and, you know, uh, great artists steal, av- what does average artist imitate? Great artists steal. Who are some people exactly. who I can take inspiration from and take some nuggets from to create some of my own content so I don't sound like a rookie or a novice real estate agent and can paint myself as a, a professional and, you know, kind of make people excited about my content? Totally. Uh, so, as far as the the second question goes, I think there's
1: lots of examples of people who are doing really well. Uh, and before I, I move on to this, I, I know a lot of this can sound really overwhelming, and I would just break it up into, again, steps. So step one, if you're just starting out, just start posting on Instagram, YouTube, open houses, different things. Hey, this is what I'm doing. Uh, after that, explore with some vertical content. Just play around, see if you're getting getting more reach. After that, you can play around with longer videos, longer YouTube videos or podcasts, and that's how kind of the discoverability goes. You're going to reach a lot more people with vertical content because discoverability is super high. After that, I would say YouTube is next because YouTube has its own algorithm it and push out. And then, lastly, I would say podcasts. I think podcasts have the the least amount of amount of reach. However, if you're also posting it on YouTube and and doing shorts, then you know all of that can can funnel down. And then from this, all of this, you can aggregate all of these leads to a website and get all of this contact information that way. But uh, as far as people who are successful on YouTube, one person that I really like is Win the House You Love. He does a lot of live streams, answers questions, does some really, really well-positioned videos. Two people that started Doing uh, real estate, but then transitioned into doing more finance. Where Graham Steffen and Meet Kevin, they were both realtors. They were posting open house videos. Graham Steffen was posting open house videos, and then has transitioned into posting more finance-related videos. Meet Kevin was posting home renovations and how-to tutorials of how to renovate a home, how to rent it out, how to buy, you know, sell, and all of that kind of stuff, and then has transitioned more into uh, real estate and politics, but you could go to their early videos. Don't look at what these people are doing now. Look at where they started and watch their progression and see see what has changed over time.
0: I love it. Um, and then, so that that second part, the the chat um, GPT is that yeah. what you call it? What What yes. exactly is that? And should realtors know about it?
1: Sure, I think everyone should know about it. So it's it's AI software from Open uh, Open AI. It is a language learning platform, I believe, where it's it's the coolest artificial intelligence tool that I have seen to date. I think a lot of people have seen those AI drawings that are everywhere where you enter a prompt and then it draws a painting for you or different things like that. This takes all of this to an entire entirely new level. I've used it for assistance in writing scripts. Um, I've used it to help come with Come up with ideas for um, different skit ideas and different things that we're doing. So basically, what happens? <laughs> I'm going to try to explain artificial intelligence now somehow. But basically, uh, it's it's just a uh, you you so, enter different you can enter yeah. different prompts or questions into uh, the online portal, and then it can spit out all sorts of information based on other trends on the internet and it's just it is absolutely wild if you haven't played around with it again it's chat gpt just go on there play around it's wild you can ask it anything and it's it's really scary how accurate it, it can be
0: i think we actually uh did it before this uh we decided to do this podcast we typed in 10 ideas for real estate podcasts i wasn't going to spill our secret sauce but yes exactly we, we used it is. for this one here i'll give you uh, <laughs> we got 10 questions from them. we're not going to use all of them but it's actually pretty smart what was the uh, what so, was the prompt that we entered into it too just to give them reference uh for this one i think we asked how to build a multi-million dollar real estate social media empire or something
1: Yeah, what are 10 questions that we can ask on a real estate podcast about uh,
0: social media and how it applies to realtors? And so we're gonna gonna ask next question number five, how can real estate agents measure the success of their social media efforts and track their progress? And before you answer, Connor, um, I've seen all sorts of different stuff going on. I've seen realtors with Facebook stories that are all facets of their day, everything from how many oats they're putting into their protein shake to drive in and the current state of the market. And I'm the stories just go forever. And I'm like, who watches this? Like, is this, this person thinks that their life is this entertaining, that somebody wants to listen to everything they say all day, every day and watch their entire day. And then there's other agents who their consistency is on the other end of the spectrum. They start a website, they write five blogs in three days, and then they never write another one again. So like what kind of uh, engagement, I guess, how consistent do I need to be to get the kind of engagement I want where I'm not just overdoing it and killing these people and losing their interest, but I'm also not burning out real quick and forgetting about them and my audience falls off and forgets about me.
1: Totally. So I think this comes back to your goals and just, again, being very intentional with what you're doing. Um, One thing that you said in your first podcast was about spinning plates, where if you try to spin too many plates, things are going to fall and break, and you can only do too, so much at one one point in time. Did I massacre that? statement sure. Completely. <laughs> oh, dude, sounds good enough for me. It's yes. late. We're filming. On, yeah, on so at, what I, again, what I would say is if you were just posting to your existing sphere of influence and you're just posting, hey, I'm out here on this open house. This is what we're doing. Here's some of the things that I'm trying to deal with in the current market really showing people that, you know, you are an expert at your craft, then you can post as much as, or I don't, I don't think that you need to post as
0: often because you're just posting reminders at that point in time. Yeah. So basically um, I'm a brand new agent. I'm trying to tier this. I've, we've kind of established what I need to start to do to build an audience, create myself. Let's say I'm trying to level this up from the next. I've, you know, got consistent with my stories. I'm posting on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Maybe I'm getting a little bit creative and doing things like Alignable or LinkedIn, some off the wall stuff. YouTube, um, definitely underrated, but I'm trying to scale this. Maybe I'm trying to build a Facebook community page where I'm gonna use this as a lead funnel for leads to come into me. I'm trying to use Facebook as a lead generation or social media as a lead generation source What are my next steps now that I've built my audience and I'm growing it? Cool. So whether it's a Facebook group or anything,
1: again, I I strongly believe that it has to be value first. So if you're going to create a Facebook group, why are people joining your Facebook group? Are you creating a Facebook group about rentals or subleases in Colorado Springs? Are you creating a group about uh, DIY home repairs in Colorado Springs? Are you creating, like, how are you reaching these people? Um, so, Real quick, whether-
0: quick, sorry to interrupt you, but I think we discussed this when we were talking about the podcast too, is what is your message? So I think what you're saying is a very important point right here that people need to kind of process and understand a little bit more. If I'm creating a Facebook page about DIY Home repairs, I want to stay on point and not go everywhere. Um, Like, for example, you're not watching Fear Factor with Joe Rogan to learn about how to, uh, you know, make a Chia Pet or build a garden in your backyard. You got to stay on point, stay on brand, make it consistent every single time.
1: Yes. No matter what you do, you should, and this isn't to say you can't have any variation, and there's different ways that you can do this, whether it's, you know, Testing on vertical content, right? Like we said, like you can test different things on TikTok and if it doesn't do well, it's not going to to ruin your image or anything like that. It just won't get pushed out very much. But if it's going to be, whether it's a Facebook group, whether it's a YouTube channel, whether it's a series that you're doing on, on TikTok or a series of blog posts that you're doing, people are coming to you for one very specific thing, whatever you've decided to niche down on. As soon as you decide that you're gonna do a musical episode, People are like, this isn't why I watch The Simpsons. This isn't why I'm here. I don't subscribe and watch, you know, whoever on YouTube, let's say it's a real estate agent, and then they start doing family vlogs. I'm like, I'm out. This is not why I'm here. I'm here to get information from you to learn and to grow because that's what this, how this has been established. As soon as that changes, uh, you can, you know, I, I think it can be detrimental. Also on top of that, People know when you're advertising to them. So when you're making content, again, value first, entertainment first, marketing is is always the second thing. And however you decide to move forward with narrowing down your funnel. So let's say at the top, you've got TikTok. After that, you have either a podcast or you have a YouTube channel. And then after that, you have a website where people can come to. And it's like, hey, you've been supporting me on YouTube. I'll actually knock a a percent off all of my commissions for any of my subscribers on YouTube or whatever you want to do. Or, hey, I'm, you know, also I have agents all over the United States. So if you want to come reach out to me, I will get you in touch with. A really, really reputable person. So, if I don't have an in to the real estate industry whatsoever, and I've been watching your content for two years, when I'm ready to move forward, I'm going to go to your portal because I trust you, and you've been providing me lots of information. So, on the, the, the contrary to that, though, is if I'm you know scrolling through TikTok or I'm watching videos, and the whole thing just feels like an ad or a commercial, I don't trust you because it just feels very salesy. So, again, value first content. Just each everything that you put out, you should think about it succeeding in whatever medium that you're putting it on. And then the fact that you're behind it is kind of the promotion that goes along with it. So whether you're highlighting local businesses, like we were talking about at the beginning with military MREs, and you're just wearing a shirt that says real estate agent or anything as basic as that, um, I think that that's, that's the angle to go. And then from that, you're hoping that people go to your longer form content. And then one thing that we haven't talked about whatsoever on this is that if you you know, let's say that you're making some some TikTok videos and that's going well for you. And then you decide to jump over and start making longer form videos on YouTube. You're making videos for, let's say a year. And now you start to get some traction and it starts, starts to go well. Uh, if you have a video that goes out and it's uh, like a million plus view video, and it's over eight minutes long, and it's in the real estate space. Now you're getting paid to advertise. You're getting paid really, really, really good money to advertise. So the two people that I talked about earlier, Graham Stephan and Meet Kevin, they make you know tens of millions of dollars just through the YouTube content that they're making every single year. So now we're talking about completely flipping the switch, and now you're you're not paying for leads. You're getting paid to generate leads that you can now you know send to other people too. So I think that. Attention is the most important currency and the most valuable thing in the current market. And if you can you know, get people to watch you by providing value and education, understanding that this is more of a a long-term play, I think that you're going to do a lot
0: better than most people. Yeah. So a lot of the people who are watching this, they're probably not Graham Stephan. They're probably not making tens of millions of dollars on their sure. YouTube a year. Uh, if they were, they wouldn't need our advice. Uh, so sure. Let's, let's kind of circle back on something that you touched on, um, you know, maybe a little bit of cross promotion where somebody visits the website, um, whether they found you on a Google search and you said, hey, you know, um, if you like our YouTube page this summer, we're going to offer you a free home inspection and things like that. A lot of people who are on different platforms tend to gravitate towards them. There's not a lot of people unless they're, you know, super, super into social media who are going to consistently be on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, um, you know, all of them. Do I want to cross promote myself across my different platforms or do I want to kind of advertise to the space I'm at? And additionally, do I want to be making different types of content for the different platforms or do I want to use like a Hootsuite or whatever Um, You know, the not 10 years ago version of that is that's actually going to advertise to all the different places at once with the same piece of content. So don't advertise anywhere. I think advertising is bad. Um, I I think, yes, I like looking at a, it's not a lot. It's a home site. Um, Yes.
1: But I, I think that also goes to how people think about it, right? People think about creating content as, okay, how do I advertise? How do I tell people? who I am and what I do. Again, I think it comes down to how do I make a good piece of content that someone's actually going to watch? And then as soon as you build the, the audience is the most important thing. Once you start building the audience, then you can find ways to monetize it afterwards or to generate leads from it um, afterwards. So I think that you have, we can call it three types of content. One is posts, there's YouTube communities, there's your Instagram feed, there's Facebook, these are posts, and you can decide what to put there, whether it's inspirational quotes, if that's your brand, whether it's tips on, you know, top five tips on renovating your kitchen, here are, you know, five things that you should do to add value to your home, here are the top five neighborhoods to live in in Colorado Springs, uh, these are my favorite restaurants in XYZ area, things that add value to your target audience. It doesn't necessarily have to always be 100% real estate related. And you can test things out and find things that are more, you know, in line with who you are. If you if you're a foodie, maybe restaurants are perfect. Now you're combining, you know, local restaurants along with with real estate. So so that could be really valuable. Um, so that's your posts. After that, you have vertical content, and this is going to have the longest reach. So again, this is Instagram Reels, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and Facebook Reels, all the same thing in my book. So it's it's vertical content. People are swiping. You need to stop someone from swiping by being very visually engaging at the beginning. And then if you have some goal that is achieved at the end of the video, this is why I liked my example that I gave at the beginning, where transforming an MRE into cuisine, using local restaurants, if we're trying to target the the military population, because now I want to stay to the end to see whatever the outcome is, right? So I've stopped the scroll and there's an objective at the end of the videos that you get to see. Um, So that all that stuff goes wherever you want it. uh, And that's more entertainment based. And then after that, you have either your YouTube channel or your podcast. This is long form educational content. So these are people who have seen your vertical content or whatever you've done, and now they want to learn more about you. So this is, you can get very specific. Hi, I'm Tyler Eberhardt. I have a brokerage called Springs Realty. This is what we do. Today, we're going to be talking about all of this. You can plug what you do multiple times in that video because people have intentionally come here to sit down and watch and and learn from you, but also this entire time you are providing value, whether we're talking about FHA loans or whatever the, the, the video is, top five home renovations to increase the value of your home. And then after that, someone has made it all the way through your funnel. They've watched your vertical content. They've made it to your YouTube channel. They've watched to the end of your video. By the way, guys, I have a website down in the link. If you're interested in buying a home in the Colorado Springs area, come check out our website. I would love to take care of you. Um,
0: If not, like,
1: subscribe. We'll see you in the next one.
0: I love it. Um, So we're already over time, Connor. We got to wrap this up in the next couple minutes, but this is really good stuff. So I don't want to end this prematurely because there's a couple of sure. things that I'd love to address really, really quick that I think are going to be a lot of value to people. Um, so that the last three questions I have for you and answer them whatever order you like. Number one, common mistakes you see real estate agents making on social media. Number two, how am I going to stay up to date on trends and utilize them in my marketing efforts um, or educational efforts or things like that so that I'm not you know, rehashing two one buy downs when they're a thing of six months ago and they're not relevant. And number three, do I need any help? Am I gonna build this thing out organically, build my audience, or do I need to hire a professional, buy a Facebook group that's already ahead, find some guy who's gonna get me a ton of reviews right off the bat to give me an edge on the competition? Whatever order you want, mistakes, Stay up to date, organic versus paid professional. Cool. I'll answer them quickly since we're
1: running out of time. Uh, Mistakes are advertising and spam. Again, just create stuff that people want to engage with and and that adds value. As soon as you start advertising or spamming, I'm going to unsubscribe. I'm going to block. And yeah, that's just not not something that I want to, you know, on my feed. Uh, Second thing was trends. Uh, so yep, as far as as far as trends go, I think that this just applies to being a. If we're talking about long form educational content, then the trends need to be uh, around things that are happening in real estate, right? So this just becomes being a good up to date educated agent. When we're talking about FHA loans in 2023. Um, or different things happening in the economy. This is what a six percent interest rate means to you buying a home. This is what increasing interest rates mean. This is what decreasing interest rates mean. So that's just you know being a good educated agent or whatever profession that we're we're talking about and and staying up to date on on that kind of stuff. As far as trends with music and and different stuff like that. Again, I wouldn't really worry about that unless you're going to be the kind of person who just recreates. Uh, dances or different TikTok trends with your own spin on it but that to me um doesn't necessarily work there's just a lot of people that are that are doing that you'll you will see some people succeed but uh, i think that there's better ways of of making content and then the uh the
0: last one um i think that you should have right. an understanding Before of the last one for you answer um, the last one I'm gonna give mine um, i'm gonna go with not being authentic i think a lot of people when they start with social media They have this idea that they need to put on this persona or this alter them. I think David Goggins talks about it um, where he had this alter ego of I forget whoever Goggins was or something like that, but he was like had to be this person for a while. I think a lot of people when they get on social media, they put on this like fakeness or somebody who's not them and it just kind of comes off as super, super cheesy. Um, so authenticity is going to be my mistake. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you know you can have that niche. But what do you think is the biggest mistake people make on social media?
1: Well, that that was the first one I answered. Right as far as uh, I agree with you one hundred percent for for authenticity. Um, but again, I, I'm going back to advertising and spam. I think that those are the worst things that you can do because once someone blocks you, you're, they're not going to see your content again. So if you're posting five things a day in In the feed about random motivational quotes or different things like that, and people don't want to see it, they're gonna block you. And then you know, now you're out of out of the ether for them. And the whole point of posting on instagram for for most agents is to continually plug your current sphere of influence. So if I'm posting once a week about what's happening in the in the real estate market or what I'm doing in real estate, that's that's that should be plenty. I don't want to see it every single day personally. So,
0: yeah. All right. I love it. Connor, thank you for all your information. We missed the last question. Sorry. I'm okay. going to hit the last question real quick.
1: So uh, I don't think that you should hire anybody until you understand what's happening. Uh, unless you're a super successful agent and you're going to go find someone who's doing a really good job. If you're first starting out, you need to jump in. You need to make mistakes. Just start posting. Start start learning the platforms. Um, and use them too, right? If you're going to start making content on these things, don't, just don't think about it as a place where you're going to throw stuff out there and it's just going to succeed. Be like never watching a game of baseball and then running out on the field and deciding that you're going to play a game of baseball. It's just not going to work. So engage with the content, find what you navigate more towards, what, what feels more natural to you. Start making versions of that. And then over time, you know, you'll know, you make start making original
0: content. I love it. Um... Your wealth of knowledge, like I said, thank you for being here. Before <laughs> for like, having me. What's next for you? You've already conquered the world literally with you know, <laughs> 10 billion views in four years. Uh, what's, what's next for you? What's next for your company? Um, what are you looking forward to in 2023 as a social media mogul? Creating five more channels that do the exact same thing. Well, I love it. It's, yeah. <laughs> If you do it once, they're going to think it's luck. You got to hit them with the repeat. Exactly. It, exactly. Got to hit them with the feet. That's, I think that's fabulous. There you go. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Thanks, Connor. You have a good rest of your Friday night. I'll see you out here skiing next month when dad moves out here. All right. Sounds good. I'll see you out there.